hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. <sighs> oh, I didn't mean for that to come out. <laughs> thought we were not recording yet i was like just one more breath before we started (laughs) you could have more breaths while we record just so you know oh thank god okay (laughs) keep going i forget how this works um (sighs) i'm like really upset i'm gonna cry maybe not really gonna cry but i just can i just tell you why i drink i know you haven't even gotten a word in yeah it happened about five minutes ago and i'm like so angry somebody leona's birthday party supplies just arrived they're like the I literally bought all these very hungry caterpillar birthday supplies and they were at the front door in this huge box. I was like, finally, they're here. Her birthday's next week. Some man I see on the ring doorbell walks up with a cigarette and a baseball cap on, fucking picks up mm. the package and just puts it in his truck and drives away. Yeah. And Blaze like walks right out and is like, what the fuck? The guy had to like unlock our gate. Like it wasn't sometimes packages get stolen if they're just kind of like tossed where they people can reach right. it. He just waltzed right up the stairs, right up to the porch, right in front of the ring doorbell, just fucking picked up this massive package, waltzed right away, all her birthday mm. supplies in it. Like hundreds That's... of dollars of birthday supplies. I'm like, that asshole's gonna open that box and be like, all these hungry caterpillar napkins. Yeah, congratulations. They're gonna have the nerves. He's gonna have the nerve to say, I don't need any of this and then just throw it away. Put it in the trash and I'm gonna be 
fucking pissed because that was nothing. very expensive. And now I'm not going to get it in time for her birthday and I'm freaking out and I'm so mad. I'm so mad. What kind of an asshole sees a box? It says it has a pink flamingo on it. It says Oriental Trading Party Supplies. Who the fuck do you think you are? What do you think is in there? An iPad? I'm going to kill him. It sounds like someone who probably doesn't have kids to who doesn't know what Oriental Trading is. <laughs> He's going to learn, okay? Yeah. He's going to learn the hard way because there's all sorts of fun stuff in there. You know, nothing I'm makes my mad. blood boil more than, I don't know what the right word is for them, but like the package thieves. like The audacity. As you just told me, I have the audacity as I started my audacity. They have the fucking audacity. <laughs> like, like, fucking grow up. It also, like, let's let's acknowledge the fact that it also feels so fucking violating it's like, so violating you're totally right especially when you watch them do it and you're yeah. like I, I can see you yeah it's the it's the not even giving a shit like <sighs> i know i'm stealing from you and you like can see me i don't care but also i mean it, it does i mean there's a huge difference between like uh, an actual burglary or a, a theft in your, like inside your home, home invasion but like yeah. they're only one door away you know and it really it right, gets true they're if, on your property they walk up to your door they take they're taking your, your shit without your stuff it, it feels like there's nothing that freaks me out more like i'll I, I have like the doorbell the ring doorbell app and like the neighbor's app and all that where yeah, you can yeah, watch yeah yeah and I, every every fucking time I watch someone's package get stolen, it's not even my package, and I feel violated for it's them. It's so violating, and like, there's nothing you can do. I mean, last time this happened, somebody called the police, and because a neighbor saw it, and so that was delightful to come home and have the police on my porch, and oh, they had stolen. What did they steal? It's so hilarious what they stole. Oh, my body scrub. I was like, okay, you stole my body scrub from fucking Ulta, and then the time before that, they stole my my new fucking uh meditation journal and i was like yeah you better fucking use it asshole maybe you know, you'll learn I've a thing actually or i've heard that a few um a few people are stealing amazon packages now because they have like that affiliate program and so they resell them on amazon oh for fuck's sake so i'm sorry but he's making hundreds of dollars off your hungry, hungry caterpillar I'm really upset. Like, I'm looking at I, what I ordered. I the cutest shit. I ordered little stickers. I ordered little strawberry plates. I ordered, like, a big three-foot hungry caterpillar for Leona to, to sit next to. I'm really mad now. I don't know what to do. Can Fucking any no. of it, like, be, like, Amazon Maybe Prime to you in the next two days? Or... I'll try, yeah. Anyway, can you call? I'm sorry can you... to be a bummer. No, I'm trying to problem solve with you. Can we? Can we call them and, like, say, like like how much would it cost I wonder, for yeah i wonder if a rush? um yeah maybe i'll try that that's a good idea um, i'm gonna send you uh, do you want me to call the... <laughs> well obviously i'm not gonna call anyone but um <laughs> uh i'm gonna send you a picture of the little apples that i ordered that are gonna go in the oh, goodie bags the they're little, little felt apples. apples i mean what an asshole and there's these little tiny felt apples and they go inside the um the uh the little goodie bags with a little caterpillar bouncy ball oh. and some stickers. I'm like so mad. Anyway, it's so I dumb. would be pissed. And no, it's I, just I, like so infuriating. I wouldn't even be I mean, I'd be mad at first, but then when I like sat with it, I would just be really sad. So I, am, I think that's what it is. I when I get yeah, I get mad when I get sad, so I think that's what it is. I'm like, really? Like people the, just and they unlock the gate. Like 
it was it's one thing if you just reach over and grab it which like has happened but like to walk all the way up the walkway up the stairs it's so intentional like i could just whip open the door you know and i mean obviously Mm -hmm. i didn't anyway okay i'm sorry for getting all worked up um no that's it's a very very valid reason to but um, i was so worked up that i realized how thirsty i was and i went and got a bunch of water because i think i was just like good so at least i'm following your orders well yeah Um, everyone this is your uh, reminder weekly reminder to stay hydrated Mm-hmm. And um, Christine, if you need help after we record, we can hunt the interwebs together and co- collect everything and get Aww, a chip. To we you. can look on Craigslist for free, like the free section, see if um, yeah, they're see just if, giving uh, away like party supplies. Did you at least get his face on the camera so you can like? He post... just looks like a cranky old white man with a hat, baseball cap. So it's really hard to see because he has a hat on and he's smoking a cigarette. So it's his face is kind of covered. Mm. um so not really but one time in la a package got stolen and the guy just looked directly into the camera and like did a little wave and i was like <laughs> that is next level like cruel like fuck it's you. so fuck and you know what one of the i'm this is you know knock on everything so i don't want to you know all of a sudden give myself a weird twist of fates but um <laughs> other than the I know the roaches are like, they're not bad these days, but I know the roaches is like an obviously serious problem in my apartment building. But other than that, like I pretty much have a great apartment to build apartment. And like, I'm so lucky that like all the neighbors on our floor and like in our building, like I've never had to worry about packages being stolen. I've never had really nice. And so I like, there have been, this is not good, but there have been multiple times I've, accidentally left my keys in my fucking door and <laughs> oh wow people people have just knocked on the door and opened it up and been like you forgot these and just like threw the keys into the apartment and closed the door and it's only happened you like two or three that. times but it's i know that like currently at least my apartment is like a very safe place and i torture myself by going on like the neighborhood apps and all yeah, that yeah ignore those neighbors who have a but shitty as, time just embrace as someone who's like it's not like a you know a currently very serious thing but as someone who's flirting with the idea of moving one day like i just torture myself because i'm like oh one day i'll have a standalone house and you know anyone could just steal anything it uh, it freaks me out it totally freaks me out that's what what all the technology is for you think and then you put it up and they just wave at it and walk away but yeah yeah it's only slightly infuriating (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just, uh, it's a fucking pointed. I'm not, oh, woof. Yikes. Woof. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> That's hmm. my day. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I am currently on a new anti anxiety medication. That's right. It's going okay, but the side effects are really messing with me. Um, yeah. which usually I've been a person who um anytime i start a new medication i'm very lucky and have never really had any side effects and so this is one of the first times i'm having to deal with this um Mm -hmm. it seems to be only anti-anxiety medication is the stuff that gives me side effect problems but it makes sense um, i mean they're very potent (laughs) yeah yeah and um the i was having like a lot of nausea at the beginning of this week but now i'm uh the thing that really freaked me out yesterday was that it actually gave me really bad heart palpitations. Oh, and yeah, that's not good for you. 
And so I don't know if that's a side effect and it's going to go away and then I'll be fine. Or is that like something that would become a daily issue? In which case right. like I'd like to end this because it was yeah, like you don't going have room for it, that. Yeah. And it was like fighting against the propranolol, which usually keeps my heart rate slower. So uh-huh. it was beating out my propranolol and I was, I had to take double the propranolol just to calm down my heart. But and it was just like That's a like weird. That's like when I used to take Zoloft. It made me. I mean, I take Zoloft now, and it works great. But back, like when I first started taking it, um, it made me like so drowsy and sleepy and brain foggy. And then my doctor was like, oh, well, that's why you take Wellbutrin, because then it helps you. I'm like, wait, so now we're just oh like God. stacking, you know, but it worked really well at the time. I mean, you know, sometimes you just need to tweak. But um, yeah, I feel you, man. That is uh, never fun. The, the brain fog is like really crazy. I'm, I mean, I'm always like I've had brain fog before, but this is wild. Like I've been having to like stop everything i'm doing for like 30 mississippi seconds to figure out a word like i'm it's, oh no so i just feel like i'm like i don't know i'm like well, all out that of sorts feels like what happens when you get like mom brain is what they call it when you, you like oh, have really? a kid, you're like wow i just like can't think of a word all of a sudden yeah um, yeah that's does that go away feeling. or do you still have it uh mine went away pretty much but apparently they actually have studied this as far as i know um don't quote me on this everyone but i'm pretty sure they've uh done a study that proved that your brain matter after pregnancy like your gray your brain matter literally changes like for permanently like your brain changes forever (laughs) and not necessarily in a bad way but it like just changes but not in a good way (laughs) i mean i don't know maybe a good way i have no idea but it just apparently like changes your whole setup i don't know I mean, everything That's else about you changes, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. But oh. anyway, well, anyway, I'm uh, I'm glad you're safe and happy, and I'm I hope your keys are not in the door. My keys are not in the door. Not to that happened like, an additional anxiety. <laughs> that happened enough times that um, we don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> anyway, good, good. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So let's... Let's let's begin. Shall we begin? Let's begin. <laughs> All right. So I have a short story for you today, but um, it's a nice little urban, uh, you know, insert lore here so Blaze can laugh at how often uh-huh. I say lore. Legend? Um, urban legend. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know if it's an urban legend. You tell me at the end of this. Okay. Okay. I'm sure I'll know. Not. This is the story of the Catskills crone. Catskills crone sounds like an urban legend, but what do I know? Have you ever been to the Catskills? I have not. Have you? No, but I've always wanted to. I have too, weirdly. I don't know anything about them. (laughs) It sounds like she-she, but a lodge, but it's the mountains, but it's... Yes. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like a wonderful, like, escape, you know? I know a lot of older Jewish uh, families go there, so... That's I like where like... they have the uh, and Miss Maisel. It's good... Yes, it's a good time. Uh, it's a good time. I watched that and was like, "Why don't I get to do that? That looks fun." I, Maybe yeah. we can have a retreat there, Em. Anytime you say retreat, I'm usually for it. Yeah, I love that we just say that word sometimes because we know the other person will go, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> like the second you, you say you retreat, with me, <laughs> I'm more inclined to say immediate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> So here's the thing. There, this story was told almost from like a first person perspective. So we don't know the name of one of these people. Would you like to come up with a name, Christine? And just kind of um, work uh, with sure. that? Sure. Let's go with um, Marcel. Great. So this story takes place in 2016. And there's a guy, Danny, and there's his friend, Marcel. I was like, if you just change his name to Danny, I'm going to kill you. I, no, <laughs> I thought you changed it. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" No, the source I read it from, I never once got the other person's name, and I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna keep saying his friend for the entire thing." <laughs> okay, I like it, Danny and Marcel. Danny and Marcel. So they're in the Catskills, which is for people who don't know, it's a mountain range in uh, New York, um, and it includes the Catskills State Park, and it's like. It's, I think, like a million acres. I think it's like 700,000 acres. Oh, geez. It's a big place. So we're going to have a long retreat there. And the Catskills are, it's an area that has a lot of caves and, like, you'll love this, countless abandoned mines from when it was a busy mining town. Retreat, retreat. So I'll take care of the resort and you go into the mining caves. Go into a mine. That'll be fun. (laughs) Um, and then the Catskills are not just like a popular summer destination, but it has a long history of hauntings and strange phenomena. And the there's the local lore says that there's like haunted locations. There's uh, like sacrificial cultish spaces where people have done rituals. Mm. Um, there's stories of witches and cryptids. So I'm probably sh- I could probably do a whole episode on the Catskills. But oh, fun fact. Washington Irving, who is the author of Sleepy Hollow, mm. he was inspired by the Catskills. He said that they bewitched him as a boy. Oh, Ooh. I like that. That makes me want to go more. Well, so that's that's the scene I've set for you. Love it. And now enter Danny and Marcel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they're hiking and they went to check out a cave that was off trail. And in this cave, there was evidence of a fire, that, like a recent fire. So they oh, knew shit. someone had. Exactly. That's that's what I would have said. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> and so um, they go to this cave. They see that there's recently a fire. So they know somebody has been there not too long ago. Um, and yet they still go in. I feel like mm-hmm. this is about to be a story of like mishaps of like why like you had evidence to not do this and like what not to so, do in this situation this is like me going we should keep checking it out and you're like absolutely not we're going right. back to the resort right that's that happens quite a lot in this story it seems Sounds familiar and so uh em and christine i mean danny and marcel <laughs> they go looking around anyway even though it's clear someone's been there and near one of the cave walls, they find this piece of wood that has been, like, whittled and carved into the shape of a human. Ooh, creepy. You're on the right track. So this carving had, it like, was enough of a human that it had eyes whittled into it, and each of the eyes had three nails driven into them. Yeah. And the body was very old-looking, the nails were very rusty, but was what was brand new was a rope that had been fitted as a noose around the doll's neck. Oh no. So Danny said, they, Hey, this reminds me of like some sacrifice shit. Like this looks like a part hey, of a you ritual know what this or something. Me of? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good. Satanist. Um, <laughs> this feels like part of a ritual and we, I want nothing to do with this. Mm-mm. So insert, me thinking again why would you do this marcel goes i don't care that you want nothing to do with this i want to bring it home yeah i'm marcel in this scenario got it yeah so pretty much right away things go funky Uh um the friend starts oh not the friend sorry marcel starts having i have a name (laughs) (laughs) i have i have eyes and a heart um and three nails in them each (laughs) marcel Marcel starts having trouble sleeping and Uh-oh. he starts having he starts having trouble sleeping because there is a mysterious banging that keeps waking him up. Huh. And whenever he would wake up from this banging, there would be a very intense smell of pond water. Oh, that's very s- strange. Yeah. Which is like I'm such a dumbass because all my brain can relate to is like, oh, chlorine. <laughs> But just like <laughs> you're like, we had a pond out back. It had a waterfall and some floaties. Tiles surrounded it. It was tiles. lovely. <laughs> uh, so pond water. If you can smell pond water, you know what's going on. That's that I murky, apparently murky smell. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely not chlorine. Mm-mm. Um, not only that, but Marcel's dog refused to get near this carving. And started peeing in the house. Oh, honey, that's that's sad. Leave the dog. That's out of awful. It. So soon, Marcel is waking up and feeling watched, and then the doll starts moving by itself at night. Oh boy! Marcel starts finding it in new spots each morning, and smelling pond water at the same time. So when he started smelling pond water, he knew that that meant the doll has moved. Oh, no, it's very Pavlovian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, leaving a a scent trail. You can never, like, go back to any sort of body of water without being like, (gasps) you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can only be in pools from now on. 
if you got to have a smell associated with every movement you make, Lemon, what would it be? Citrus. Oh, I walked right into that. <laughs> what about I? you? Actually, I would say actually in reality, like a cedar, like a nice cedar smell. You know, mm, is that your favorite smell? I love that smell. Like kind of an ins, like a cedar pine, like wintry smell. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, like the green tree. candles, the green yes, candles, the green oh. spruce. Stop it. Stop I'm spruce. It. What about you? you? You shut up right now. Um, <laughs> you can have lemon. No, no, I'm no? fine. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. My like, you know what? This I well, it's now I'm just listing my favorite smells. Um, I think that's what we're both doing. So okay, it's okay, it's okay. Well, it would it would not have any attachment to me though. Like no no smell. Like what do you? Oh, uh, like what would buy my like signature? Yeah, like what would I, people know me as smell wise? I mean, listeners weigh in. Um, listeners, yeah. What do you think M smells like? I guess what do you think they I wouldn't smell really like? know. This isn't smell a vision. Thank God, because I would probably just be sweaty. Um, I just always smell like deodorant. Like yeah, just, me too. <laughs> I mean, if I'm getting to like pick a smell, like I, I'm not gonna turn down the smell of like brownies in the oven, you know? Or like, uh, see, I'm not a food smell type of person because then I'm like, but now I want the food. Like, if the I'm food's the not f- there, then I get disappointed. I'm the food version. I'm not the candle version of food, but I am the food version of food. Right. Oh, got it. Okay, so you like, wouldn't be just like a a fake smell of brownies. No. You'd be like, no, now there's literally brownies here. No, I, love I don't. That. Uh, yeah i i would if i want it i want to confuse you and make you fucking think there's brownies in the oven and then well that's and then you're like well i'd be a poltergeist probably so so you'd actually make the brownies for no no i would just want to torture you oh you're just being cruel uh, intentionally got it oh oh, oh, okay i should you know what you know what's a good smell though christine what's that's a great i have this candle Uh oh i have this candle say more (laughs) <laughs> it's grapefruit Ooh, ooh, it's grapefruit and uh oh what is it oh what is it oh lavender and bergamot oh where did oh. you get that i want it it's divine is oh it it's tarjay divine. it is a tarjay of course yeah i gotta get that because I, I love my tarjay i got a bur- com- candle burning right now my favorite target candle is my cinnamon pumpkin uh muffin candle Oh man, mm. that's the best here's, Halloween candle. Here's a question for you: When it comes to fall, mm. are you an apple scent or a pumpkin scent? I think I'm more of an apple. I'm, I'm an apple. You too. Apple. I feel like we had this conversation before, and we both if... agreed for once. I've never cared for pumpkin. Not. not I mean even... that that one should keep its ears shut as I say this, but um, the little one behind me. But I don't oh, care. I'm like, who's <laughs> behind me? Okay, the pumpkin uh, sitting next to me. No, I don't. I don't like pumpkin snacks. I don't like pumpkin smells. I don't like pumpkins. Carving pumpkins, I'd rather die. Like, <laughs> I'm it's just not dramatic at all. Pumpkins are just. I, I mean, we're not I'm with buddies. you. I, I I do like it. I'm not gonna lie, I do, and I like my pumpkin candle. But like, if I were to have to choose, I think I'd go the apple route for sure, or just mm-hmm. like this. The, this wood smells you know Ooh. i don't know i just listen i love a i love a uh sorry you know what i or, oriental trading just emailed me that they're going to refund me all the money and reship everything oh shit <laughs> that's so nice i emailed them earlier and i just saw it come in, in my inbox sorry ask what them if delight. they are like team apple or team pumpkin they'll know what it means 
<laughs> this poor person is like, uh, that's not in my manual. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, wow, tangent time. Okay. Where were we? Oh, the smell of pond water. Jesus. Okay, oh, right. so <laughs> the most delightful smell to be associated with. Right, right, right. Um, Wait, what do you think Eva would sm- what what's Eva's signature smell? Or like what do you think would be like a good fit for Eva? Since she can't question. be here to defend herself even though she's oh! listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. 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 I feel like by her aesthetic, I would expect it to be some sort of incense. Like, mm. I feel like she, her house gives, like, Like a warm, calming. like, yeah, yeah. Or, like, a like a linen candle, like a something. Oh, that's nice. To me, it's, like, a lime. Like, maybe I'm thinking margaritas. Like, kind of, like, a, okay. like a little eccentric, like, a little bit of, like, something sweet. See, I think maybe I'm associating calming things with Eva because she saves our ass all the time. That's so I, probably true, too. So I, I'm, just I'm, like, like just she associating. smells like a like a warm towel like just you know. of- <laughs> she smells like Paxil oh wait <laughs> <laughs> she smells like Zoloft the, the, the bottom of a Zoloft bottle which by the um, way is my least favorite smell so I hope not <laughs> um no I could see why you would think like a like a citrus like a lime I could see that yeah I, that's what I get like kind of a lime like tangerine something like fun and fruity you know, mm-hmm, 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 just like mm-hmm. she is. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, Eva. Anyway, that's a good thing, I swear. Yeah, you don't smell like pond water, so relax, you know. <laughs> so calm down. Okay, she said, I'll, I'll take it, she says. Okay, good. Um, Fun and fruity pond water, she says. Okay, that could be it. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's see. Pond water. Oh, okay. So every time he's smelling pond water, he's associating it with the doll moving. He's waking up every day and the doll's in a different location like in this house. Like Soon he's waking up and he's feeling watched. And one night at 3 a.m., there's a knock on the door. And weirdly, the motion sensors out front did not go off, hmm. which super duper freaks me out because now there's something just in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And also a knock that the, that loud that will wake you up makes me feel like it's intentional and needs you to wake up. But now yeah, it's still lurking. Yeah, it knows lurking. what it's doing. So the friend goes to, not the friend, fuck, Marcel goes to check. You do a find a replace. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So Marcel goes to check and opens the door, but no one is there. Mm. But still he feels like he's just made a huge mistake. Uh-oh. As if he has invited something in. Oh, it's been banging on the walls, and now he's letting it in. He went around and made sure that his house was locked, but freaked out, he calls Danny, who suggested that, uh, you know, hey, let's go out for a little bit and, you know, take a drive or something to distract ourselves. When they get back to the house, everything feels a little calmer. Marcel goes to bed, but wakes up at 10 a.m. to his dog barking. Mm-hmm. Um, his dog's barking. He gets up to see what's going on. And he realizes that in the hall, there are several muddy footprints on the floor. Okay. Worst fucking nightmare. Bear footprints, too. <gasps> now, we're that not talking bear out. like the animal. We're talking no. B-A-R. 
Can you imagine? That's its own adventure. Of they like, are, that they're both you, nightmares. To be clear, <laughs> they're both really been, scary. It, especially like, where did the bear go? Is it like in the bathroom? I know, like, or, but my where? dumbass would be like, "What? What is that? A dog print?" Like, I wouldn't even know it was a bear. So I'm like such an idiot. But you're talking bare feet, like bare, bare feet, foot. bare feet, okay, got bare it, feet. Got it, got it. Not like, oh, we sh- there's a grizzly in Uh-oh. this house. Um, <laughs> And so, I think he ate my dog. I'm not positive. <laughs> <laughs> if, honestly, if you survived a bear walking through your house and you just slept through that, you'd be like, either that was the dumbest bear or I'm the luckiest person. <laughs> or I'm like, the yeah, and your dog's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, this poor dog. <laughs> okay, no, bare feet. So they see muddy bare feet uh, all over the, the floor, which is so much freakier for some reason. Cause if it's boots, you can assume, Oh, someone broke in, but if it's bare feet, bare it's feet like, is, did yeah, someone bad. take their fucking shoes off to be clean. And they were still like, covered in mud. Like what's gross. this about? Covered in like pond water, probably. Oh yeah. Ugh. Like swampy, muddy, right? Oh. Like walking out of a pond. Oh yeah. Bare feet is so much more intimate and personal. Yeah. It's bad. So when he sees this, of course, he smells pond water again, Mm. and he knew that the doll must have moved on its own. So when investigating his house, he now hears heavy breathing around him, and he compared it to his grandpa who had a tracheotomy. Oh, what a a pull. What a a specific. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That could just said heavy breathing. can relate to. (laughs) It could have just said heavy breathing, but... um, Anyway, so he hears heavy breathing, freaks out, grabs the dog, heads for Danny's house. Danny lets them stay for a while and freaked out while they're sleeping. Danny is now online trying to do some like recon about what this could be. Cool. Danny finds out through literally this has been 2016. So very uh, apropos. He finds out on the paranormal subreddit. Yes. Um, he makes a throwaway account called Wigged Hiker Throwaway, which like like wigged out. Um, oh, I was like, wow, is that yeah. one of his hobbies? Okay, got it. So he makes a post describing what's going on and states that his friend is thinking of burning this carving to end the issue. Mm-mm. It's like, what should I do? Should we actually burn this thing? Pretty much everyone immediately is like, do not burn that. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but they also couldn't come up with any alternatives. Some people were saying to throw it into moving water. Some were saying to just assertively tell this entity to, to stop and go away. Um, some people were giving contact information for paranormal experts. Mm. Um, there was a whole bunch. But a, a lot of people also didn't even believe the story. And some actually thought that Marcel deserved it for taking the doll. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's too late for that. But thanks a lot. It's like, thanks for your non-help. For your input. Um, yeah. <laughs> So there was a lot of people who had different opinions about what to do, but mostly people said that you should take it back to where you found it, apologize, and then leave an offering and cleanse your own house. Okay. Which, that's fair advice. Yeah, I could do I'd that. start there. And however, a few days later, Danny comes back on the subreddit to post an update. And the update says, sorry, I haven't posted. Things got worse yesterday night. So we sent the statue to a guy in the comments today. <laughs> Zach, it was called not. It's just called Back Zagans. It's the username. We don't know. Throw who away. It, it, throw away. <laughs> um. So far, so good. Thanks to everyone who actually tried to help and didn't just call us a couple of fucking idiots. Ooh. That's, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so the guy in the comments, when I read that, I was like, um, did this guy fucking ask for it? How'd you have his address? What's going on? But this guy in the comments, his name was Greg Newkirk, and he left his contact information for Danny about having the doll sent to him. Wait a second. Greg Newkirk, we were just talking to Roz Mm -hmm. about Greg and Dana. Oh, okay. Okay. You know this already. Okay. No, I I was about in my very next. Oh, okay. Because I I have a tab open with their names, so I don't forget. So I've been like looking at it every day, like, oh, I got to look them up. Because apparently they live in Cincinnati. My very next bullet is Greg and Dana Newkirk. They co-curate the Traveling Museum of the paranormal and occult in cincinnati ohio and hey. in kentucky so see like are, i didn't know that and i'm like how did i not know that i gotta reach out to them they also are consultants as paranormal experts for the tv show finding bigfoot so aha uh-huh. and the next thing i was gonna say is that we have just been mutual friended with them yes and uh so Anyway, that was it was going to be an opening for you to talk about it if you wanted to. So that worked out very perfectly. I love that. that. You... Sorry I burst in with with Why Well, you never done that before. Greg. <laughs> um, um yeah, I'm excited to uh to hit cuz they did, they also I think helped produce Hellier. Um mm-hmm. and they're I think they've been on Astonishing Legends. I don't know. I feel like I I definitely know of them. I just had no idea they were local. So now I can really, you know, be a be a pest. Yeah, especially because them. one of their friends told us that we could contact them. So I got to go ahead. I have a permission slip from Roz. Exactly. So um, anyway, it was a perfect timing that I did these notes. So if you were looking for a sign to reach out. Hilarious. This is, Actually, this is your sign. I love that. Em. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to keep this tab open. I was reading chat later. I was reading my notes and I was like, get the fuck out of here. And so that is so weird. That is weird. I- the timing. I'm glad you picked up on it. Otherwise, I I was gonna be like, oh, I don't know if I should say anything. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you picked up on it. So, Greg was the guy who commented on that's crazy. Danny's subreddit and said like, hey, if you need help with this carving or this doll, you can send it my way. Which means maybe we could see this doll. Wait you know a I mean? second. <laughs> we, I'm, that means I'm very close to that doll right now, by the way. You're only like two degrees of separation from Ooh, this doll. I'm like 10 miles away, maybe. Yikes. That's Look up the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult, and you'll see see how far away it is from you. Traveling Museum of the what? Paranormal, Paranormal and, and Occult. Hmm. Visit. Where to visit? Events. Uh, oh my god it's in Fort Mitchell Kentucky hold on um let me see from my house that would be (laughs) just about six miles great well super now you know what you're doing after this minute drive 15 minute drive there um not too bad I'm gonna become a museum member is one of the tabs on here Oh, well, anyway, you have you to. Vi- yeah, I have to. Hello. Like when you visit, we're going to have some activities to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. They were, uh, the, they reached out to Danny and Danny wrote back to Greg and Greg said that Marcel should definitely put the figure back where they found it and apologize. Um, so Danny and Marcel agree and Danny goes over to Marcel's house so they can or Danny and Marcel both go back to Marcel's house because remember he ran away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The two of them go back to Marcel's house to grab the doll so they can start this going back to the cave and putting it away. 
but the dog won't go inside, and the doll oh. is sitting in the middle of the hall. Uh, and next to the doll is a massive crack in the drywall, as if the figure had been thrown and crashed into the wall. Uh, now he has, like, a fucking deposit is gone, too. This sucks. <laughs> they grab the doll, they apologize that for even messing with it, and they were originally going to return it back to the cave, but they... Like, they said it as they were apologizing, like, okay, now let's go back to the cave and, you know, we're going to put you back. And they both immediately got this sense of dread that that was the absolute wrong thing to do and to never go back to the cave. So outside of the house, the dog starts freaking out. Poor baby. Um, They get up and in the living room, they see an old, soaking wet, naked woman (gasps) with glowing eyes. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? Danny and the friend race out of the house, and they realize that they forgot the fucking doll again. So they have to go- Oh, these people. So they realize that they go back inside the house, uh, and after a few- Like, after a few minutes, they, like, get the courage to go back in there, and the woman's gone. That's good, I guess. Yeah. They apologize to the figure again, put it in a pillowcase, and then bring it- um, Instead of bringing it to the cave, they just send it directly to Greg. They're like, we don't even want to go into the woods with this thing. <laughs> Did you get like a pillowcase with a stamp on it? Like, right. <laughs> they just like, they like spun it really fast. So it all twisted up by itself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just tied a knot and toss it in the little mailbox. So because of this old woman, that is where the doll officially gets its name, the crone. <laughs> Lovely. So when, um, when this doll got to Greg and Dana... They put her in their office, and by that night, they start hearing sounds in that room. Mm. They they hear something and go check on it and find that one of their figures of Jesus ripped off of its own crucifix and was thrown across the room. Oh, my. I was going to say, oh, my Christ. Uh, that seems <laughs> a little too on the nose. Wowza. And, like, ripped off so hard that one of the arms stayed on the crucifix. So now Jesus oh is armless. Jesus christ again (laughs) jesus christ um greg soon also starts having stomach issues that are so painful that he considers going to the er Uh um which i guess that never happened but they they thought about going and they put up a motion sensor camera in the office to keep an eye on the crone on the the doll and eventually they catch it slightly moving on its own Mm -mm. At one point, they're even live streaming video of the crone so other people can, like, watch it at night. Oh, my and God. That one... is totally my kind of, like, lo-fi background music and then just, like, watching this crone figure on a live stream. You know, they said, calm down. I don't know if they still do it, but at one point, the Queen Mary had a 24-7 surveillance camera in the pool for people <gasps> to, like, see, More like. More places need to do that. I think for my so. Entertainment. I mean, <laughs> Zach Bagans has it like in every inch of his fucking museum. It's right. so smart just it to is. have footage and just have someone constantly so, checking. And then somebody, to see. it's like crowdsourcing. Like somebody will notice it yeah. even if you're not watching. Wait, I, that's that's a very good idea. Just to have something live streaming nonstop. Why not? So one viewer of this stream told Greg that she ended up having a nightmare later of a woman saying that 
Greg swallowed nails while he was sleeping, and she and this woman put the nails in his mouth. Okay, so I said, what's wrong? What could possibly go wrong with a live stream? And here I am getting the answer. Yeah, and so that made Greg think back to his stabbing stomach pains oh, of like, shit. what if I symbolically swallowed nails? Also remember, nails were in the eyes of the doll. Yes. So it's almost like they're becoming one or something. Ugh. I don't know. And so he wondered if the crone had something to do with, with all this. Yikes. Shortly after that, they begin to smell intense pond water. Oh, and no. wet footprints start appearing in their home and on top of their furniture. Which, <gasps> like... Ew! That feels poltergeisty, because I'm like, not even an alive human is usually walking on top of your furniture. Yeah. Ooh. Um, this is a quote from Greg. Haunted objects, like misbehaving children, tend to respond and retaliate to the attention given to them during tantrums, but our usual <laughs> routine of ignoring the bad behavior was not working. Um, oh, so boy. I guess that I guess that was their original plan of like, oh, you can send this thing to us and we're going to ignore whatever happens until it goes away. Until but, it calms down. Now it's just yeah. escalating. Yeah. So Greg now tells the doll... Uh, if we'd left you with the hikers, you would have found your way into a fire pit or a garbage can. If you found your way to a priest, you'd be bound and buried, or worse, locked on a dusty shelf for years. We're happy for you to live here, but only if you respect the situation. If you've got unfinished business, we'll help you put it to bed. But if you don't treat us respectfully, you're going in the box. Now that's so, called gentle parenting. It feels like gentle parenting you're and like, also a reminder of set a boundary. <laughs> Yeah, I'm setting a lot of boundaries, and also you need to be grateful because we're being nice. Um, <laughs> suddenly, they hear from another room huge amounts of water pouring down as if a pipe had just burst. Oh, shit. They ran to the sound, and then the sound stopped out of nowhere as soon as they got to where they thought they heard it coming. Then they heard a thud, and the crone itself rolled off of a table by <laughs> on her own. <laughs> She fell under a TV, so when Greg bent down to grab the doll, this was, like, all intentional for the doll to, to roll off the table uh -oh. and under the TV. Because then he goes and bends down, and the TV on its own starts falling forward as if to land on him and kill oh him. Oh, my God. Luckily, Dana catches it before it hit Greg. But the lights start flickering, and the couple hears three big knocks on the walls, and Greg and Dana are officially fed up. They put the doll into a secure box, which is, they, you know, they're following through on their boundaries. That's exactly right. And it's one of the very few items in their collection that almost all the time stays locked up. And it's also wow. one of the only items in their museum that visitors cannot handle, which means you can handle a lot of stuff over there if you wanted to. Okay, I hear it. I hear it. I'm excited. When visitors do see the crone at the museum, they often recoil from her, smell pond water, and feel their eyes burning. So uh -oh. you've in like 15 minutes, you're going to know for sure how you yeah, feel about I'll this when you, you drive over? After the break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, elevator music? No. Um, <laughs> so Greg, Dana, and countless psychics have uh, different ideas as to the origin and purpose of the crone. Um, some say that it's an ancient Babylonian spirit. Others think that it could be a protective spirit meant to guard a ritual site. It could be a vengeful entity involved in a mm. curse. Um, in one article, Greg wrote that they don't know the intention behind the crone. Therefore, they may never understand it. And that mm. is the Catskills crone. That one was 
creepy m i the the bare wet footprints on the furniture oh my lord um i uh it was a quickie but it was a goodie it was oh i still have like goose cam on my neck oh yeah that's an interesting one um Um, yes i don't know i was just gonna say like don't take stuff out of like i'm always the one who's tempted to do that don't take stuff out of like places you find them like you know like this (laughs) i gotcha yeah 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 yeah. just like don't Uh, guys just don't do it i feel like if i saw something burnt into a shard and then had nails in its eyes i'd be like that one's not for me. I know, I'm not but gonna... like knowing me, I'd be like, but I want to take it home. And you'd be no, like... you'd fucking think it's cute and like get emotionally yeah, attached to exactly. it. Exactly. That's you'd exactly be like, it. I can save him. He needs a home. I'm like, he looks sad. Yeah. <laughs> he looks yes. so sad with those nails in his eyes. So I want to take him home. <laughs> oh. Um, well, I don't I got nothing on that one, Christine. Um Well, I've been weighing in my head whether to tell this part or not, but um I guess me. I'll just put him on blast. My grandfather uh Here we once, go. Here we go. <laughs> my mom was going I forget where she was going, to some town. It was either in Portugal or I think it was in Portugal. And my grandpa was like, Before you go, can you do me a favor while you're there? And my mom was like, Sure. And he literally gave her, this is not a joke, a bone. No. And he said, can you put this back in this certain oh! basilica? <laughs> oh, my God. And so my mom had to go to the specific basilica because my grandfather had stolen a finger bone from a nun. <gasps> and this is like That's decades a, okay. ago. Runs in the family, am I, I right? I know. I know. And my mom was like, then I had to go and find this place and make some excuse to be taken down to the catacombs <laughs> i was like holy shit like, what by the way how one i can't even imagine if your mom did it smoothly or just directly said my father stole a finger from a nun so here honestly she probably did it that way i wouldn't blame her either like what like what you say live mission me. impossible way do you get down into the catacombs <laughs> to be fair she has done that quite often we'll be somewhere and she's like you just have to look like you know what you're doing all this is a legend it's not real and i'm not gonna get arrested so don't try but basically we'll go to somewhere and she'll be like there as i'm like there's a rope or a sign she's like i don't care and she's just like i feel like you just have to like the only thing stopping most people is social anxiety like it's the fear of being told like it's the fear of being caught and being told you have to leave and being in that like shame moment yeah yeah, if you don't have shame, you can get away with a whole lot. That's actually what it is. I think I have so much shame, and my mom has like zero. And so when I'm with her, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, we'll yeah, do what yeah, you yeah. say. And um, yeah, so we've gotten into a lot of catacombs, and sometimes they literally just have the skeletons on display, and you're like, okay, that's <laughs> so, wild. Yeah. So anyway, my grandfather took a, a finger bone, and then I guess like decades later, he was like, I just don't think that was a good idea, and everyone was like, Yeah, like yeah, what was going no on? Shit. Was he having things follow you him know, or something? I don't know. I think my mom just. Ha- uh, I think my mom said he just was getting older and was like, hmm, starting to weigh my like pros and cons of my actions oh, like, in life like am i going to hell or not <laughs> yeah like maybe this is not it you know because he must something must have happened or he must have always felt a little guilty because if i stole something decades ago 
Yeah. I wouldn't even remember it. He wouldn't know where it was. Yeah. Yeah. So something must have been happening for him to, for it to stay on his mind. Yeah. I wonder, I'm going to ask her for more because knowing her, she just like forgot to tell me that like also a poltergeist was happening at the same time. Also Um, the power move of like taking a finger. Like it's not like, oh, you were digging around in like a local park and accidentally found something. Yeah. Did he rip it off of a hand? Like, yeah, I was just sitting out like as a display oh my god that's like know. like does he go to museums and steal fossils like i mean probably i don't know that's, I don't know. that's bananas but i am not putting any dinosaur bones back for him because i'm not about to get in trouble um right like you can deal with the consequences sir You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink it feels very fitting that juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy we're happy but because we're not mind readers we don't always know when they're unwell and in my experience cats are not the most you know open when it comes to sharing their woes and there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um... I have a tale for you today. This is a murder called The Murder of Julia Martha Thomas, also known as The Barnes Mystery. And uh, this, as yours was a shorty and a goodie, this one is an oldie but a goodie. Mm. Uh, This takes place in the late 1800s, late 19th century. 
Uh, it is about a woman named Kate Webster. She was actually born Catherine Lawler in Killeen County, Wexford, Ireland, around 1849 or 1850. And this was in the midst of English colonial rule, uh, during which the devastating Great Famine, otherwise known as the Potato Famine, took Mm. place. Um, And that is when the English government uh, official in charge of relief efforts decided to pull back on government aid and, uh, you know, starve the people to death uh, with Mm -hmm. the following quote, the judgment of God sent the calamity to teach the Irish a lesson uh cool love that gotta love it um what a piece of shit so this was all going on and in just seven years during this time the combination of death and emigration out of ireland saw the country lose a quarter 25 percent of its population that's how devastating yeah it was really 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 devastating on the population and so obviously as you can imagine during this time many people did what they had to do for survival And Kate was no different. She became a petty thief as a child uh, to make a living to survive. Mm -hmm. And she was imprisoned in Wexford at 15 years old for larceny. And once she got out, she stole money to take a ferry to Liverpool, England. And when she arrived, she continued to steal for survival there as well. Mm. When she was 18, she wound up in prison once again, this time for four years. And uh, Kate told people that she was married to a sea captain at one time, which is where she got her last name. But historians are pretty sure she just made up a f- fake last name and uh, changed her and name. A and, story. <laughs> and a story. And made up a story, precisely. She also said she had four children with this sailor who all died, including the sailor. And as tragic as that is, we're pretty sure that's not true and that she made it up. Oh, uh, okay. To give herself like a false backstory and kind of create well, but, this but new also identity. It, pro- it also probably wasn't that uncommon. Like that to us sounds like a terrible backstory because like not only could we fact check it now, but like like that right. just never happens. Like what would the odds be? But back then I think I'll, I'll, it was easier for kids to just... Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. And if it is true, obviously very tragic. It's just that the number of times that she changed her name and her stories kind of point to like this was probably just another, especially because she had been in prison and jail for for most of this time. So like, Mm. when did you have four children? Where are they? Like, totally I don't know. Sense. It just didn't really add up. People people believed her because why not? But um, looking back, people are pretty sure this Captain Webster never existed. Um, Got it. So after her release, she moved around uh, England doing domestic work. And eventually she moved to Notting Hill, uh, mm. you know, which I obviously know as one of my favorite VHS tapes growing up. <laughs> and uh, she moved in as a cook and housekeeper where she met a man named Strong. Oh, what a manly, manly name. (laughs) She thought so, too, because they had a son together uh, in April of 1874. But unfortunately, Strong walked out on Kate and her son, their son. And so she resorted to thievery once again to survive. Now, she was in and out of prison over the years, uh, and while she was in prison, her friend Sarah Kreese would take care of her son, whatever she was, you know, <laughs> MIA, aka Yeah, in What a homie. What a homie. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got to have somebody like Sarah around if you're going to be in and out of jail. 
So in May of 1875, she was sent to prison on 36 charges of larceny, and she served 18 months and then was immediately sentenced to another year for a different crime. And by 1879, January of 1879, Kate was finally free again. And this is when she met a woman named Mrs. Julia Martha Thomas in Richmond, London. I had to Google it because I was like, Richmond? Virginia? (laughs) No, no. Now. So (laughs) not quite. Julia was in her early 50s. She was twice widowed, and she's described in several sources as eccentric, but nobody, like, explains any further what kind of eccentric. Um, okay. I feel like that's pretty vague. <laughs> so... And also, we both know that eccentric was, like, a, a bless your heart when I was yes. growing up. So it's like a backhanded, like, kind of, co- yeah, yes. Which, like, exactly. were you were you artsy, or were you just, like, the the local weirdo were you know like a loner were you yeah yeah there's something or did you like yeah wear funky glasses you know who knows (laughs) but she was something some combination of the above because people described her as eccentric but she was really popular people really liked her uh, at church her relatives her family was really close with her and she wasn't particularly wealthy but she did have enough uh, money enough finances to hire a maid and so she decided to hire somebody a, a young woman to work for her and kate who had been living under several aliases trying to find work stepped up to her doorstep and seemed to fit the bill um kate thought this is perfect i'll live in this house this nice house and i'll work for julia and like make a good living but pretty immediately kate showed that she was not very good at being a maid um oh boy did a little yeah <laughs> Amelia this is Bedelia. Like, le- legit this is like how I would be it was like she's spilling stuff dropping things bumping into cabinets I mean it's like how I would try so hard and just be a colossal failure at this <laughs> kind of work I mean I can't even keep my own house clean but so Julia was a little bit frustrated like I don't think this is what it's supposed to be like hiring a maid um and according to her Kate spent way too much time at the pub and was actually an alcoholic and not enough time working and was just drinking instead of working and when she did work it was careless Julia was disappointed so a few weeks into Kate's service Julia gave her final notice and said by February 28th you're out of here that's your mm-hmm. last day um Kate didn't take that news very well as her last day approached, she started to become more and more hostile. And Julia said, is it hostile or hostile? I think it's like a vase or vase. Okay. Is it vase or vase? <laughs> <laughs> is it foyer or foyer? Help me. I'm spiraling. Yeah, I, I say okay. hostile. Okay, me too. Obviously. She became hostile. So Julia said she felt unsafe with Kate at her home. And sometimes she even had her church friends stay the night because she was so nervous around her maid. I know. It's like she hired this woman. Now she like can't get rid of her, basically. So on February 28th, Kate comes up to Julia and says, I know this is my last day, but I haven't found a new job. I have nowhere else to go. Please, can you just let me stay the weekend? So we don't know if it was out of fear or sympathy, but Julia Mm -hmm. unfortunately agreed and said, okay, fine, you can stay over the weekend until March 2nd, and then you have to be out of the house. Sure. So March 2nd was a Sunday, and in the morning before church, Kate and Julia got into an argument before Julia left for the church service. 
Um, Kate had Sunday afternoons off between morning church service and evening church service, and Julia went to both. So Kate had to be home prior to each service to help Julia get ready. Um, okay. It sounds like she was sort of also like a doubling as a lady's maid, which is like the person right. who helps your hair but, and helps you dress. But, buttons your corset. Buttons your corset, exactly. Puts ribbons in your hair. Mm. And so she had to be there for to help her get ready for both of these church services. So Kate started the afternoon uh, visiting her son at Sarah Kreese's home where he was being taken care of. And then she headed to the pub and got pretty drunk. She got silly. She got you just got a little silly and she got home late, which agitated Julia even more. And they got into another argument before Julia then left for the evening service. So at church, Julia's friends noticed that she was very upset and she actually ended up leaving before the service even ended, which like never happened. She always was a loyal church going lady and always stayed till the end. Today, she was so distraught that she left early. When she got home, she and Kate got into another disagreement, but this time it really, really escalated. Apparently, in the heat of the argument, Kate pushed Julia down the stairs. Ooh. And when Julia landed at the bottom, uh, Kate could tell she was badly hurt, and she began screaming in pain. Oof. But Kate didn't want Julia to alert the neighbors and have her sent back to prison, so she ran down the steps, and in order to silence her, she strangled Julia to death. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. Wow. So Kate later described this as a crime of passion, and that during, you know, the heat of her anger and rage, she had shoved her down the stairs, and so this was like an in-the-moment kind of thing. However... What Kate ended up doing with Julia's body was so twisted that it it's hard for people to believe there wasn't at least some premeditation or like some personal element she, she got out. Yeah, like something she got out of it. Uh, mm, okay. Because up until now, I was even going to say, oh, well, she came back from the pub and she was like all, you know, twisted. So like yeah. maybe like she just she, got like worked up and. Yeah. Okay. But sounds like that's good. At, my opinion's about to change. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I could believe that this part could be an act of, you know, like in the heat of the moment, but it seems like she had it out for her further than that, because what she decided to do mm -hmm. <laughs> is get herself a razor, a meat saw and a carving knife. And she decided to first decapitate Julia and then completely dismember the rest of her body. Oh, my God. So she burned several of Julia's organs to dispose of them. And then she used burned? an enormous. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. Burnt. Individually burned her organs. Yeah. So had to gut her to pull out uh -huh. each organ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's very. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So dark. Uh, so she burned several of the organs. Then she used an enormous copper pot, which was usually used to like boil laundry, mm -hmm. to boil the rest of Julia's body down into like a, a fat. Mm. So, so grotesque. Okay. Afterward, Kate put the remains that she had uh, in a box, except for Julia's head and one foot, which uh, okay. one source says there wasn't room in the box. We don't know why. Most of it went into this box. 
and her head and her foot were left behind. Kate then spent several days scrubbing the house top to bottom in an effort to cover evidence of her crime, and it was a very bloody situation she had to clean up. Sure. She disposed of the foot in a garbage pile, and then she put Julia's head in a black bag, which she carried with her to visit some friends from a previous job. Uh, Oh, my God. Their name, it's a family called the Porters, and she just stops by with this black bag, and she's like, oh, hey, how do you do? What's what's going on with you? Life's good. And she was wearing one of Julia's nice dresses. So she had gone into her closet and mm. taken out one of her dresses, went to the porters and said, oh, the saddest thing happened. I have an aunt and she passed away and she left me in her will, her beautiful home. And they believed it because, I don't know, they didn't Why, have any yeah. reason not to. Yeah. And so Kate said, you know, but I would love to move back to Ireland. So I'm trying to sell the house with everything in it. Can you help me? And they were like, sure, we can uh, introduce you to some people who might want to buy a house or who might want to help you sell the house. So they're walking around town together, like stopping in pubs, chatting with people. And Kate uh, says, oh, Mr. Porter, do you mind carrying my bag uh, every now and then? Because it's it's a bit heavy. And so he's just walking around town carrying her bag for with Julia's head inside it. He obviously had no idea. That's Ugh. even, sorry, that's even, I, I I understand what I'm saying here. It's all crazy. But that's even more wackadoo than like the dismembering and, because I originally thought like, oh, maybe she was like really drunk. And like mm. even like obviously doing all that to a body like exceeds being drunk, but mm. at least that could have been an element, I guess. But this is like days later, she's wearing the dress, she's carrying right. a fucking head around. She's like enjoying someone else like the risk of someone else finding out yes. there's a head in her bag. Yes. Like that's exactly where it turns from like, oops, this was an accident to like, wow, you are milking this for yeah, all it's and- worth. Also, like, I don't know how, like, dismembered heads work, but is she not worried about, like, blood coming out of that thing and, like, dripping everywhere? I wonder if it, since it had been several days, if maybe that just, oh, I don't know, or the smell. I mean, I'm not sure to be gruesome, but, like. You know, anyone could have been like, oh, my God, this bag is heavy. What's in it? Like. Yeah. Or, hey, can I put something in your bag? Like. Yeah, like, oh, do you mind holding this for me? Exactly. So, yeah, apparently he later did say it was very heavy and uh, he just helped her carry it because they would take turns carrying it. Mm. It's just so dark. And so at some point, Kate was like, oh, um, (laughs) I'm going to go see a friend real quick. And uh, she came back without the bag. And they were like, where to go? I mean, nobody really asked. They were just like, "Huh, that's weird." She came out with the bag without. She right, came back right, without right. the bag now, so she's bagless. Then Kate said, "Oh, anyway, I'm back from seeing my friend. Uh, so, Mr. Porter, your son Robert. Um, I'd love to chat with him." So she gets Mr. Porter's son, Robert Porter, to help her with some stuff back at her house, which is julia's Mm -hmm. house that she's claimed is now hers Mm -hmm. and she brings him back and says hey i have this box it's really heavy can you help me carry this box um to a bridge over the thames because i'm meeting someone there and this box is for them but it's just really heavy so obviously this is a box of julia's remains and Mm -hmm. she has robert carry this to the bridge and then she says okay anyway uh thanks a lot you can go now and as he's walking away 
he hears a loud splash, which he later realizes was Kate dumping dumping, it dumping off the it. side of the bridge. Yeah. So the box, she wasn't very bright in this way because overnight it washed ashore. And the next morning, a man discovered the remains near the Barnes Railway Bridge. But the body did not have a head. And so Julia could not be identified. And on top of that, no one knew she was missing because... There was no reason to know she was missing. Right. And so the newspaper just reported this as the Barnes mystery because it had been the remains had been found near the Barnes Railway Bridge. Hmm. So Kate worked fast selling everything out of Julia's house. Um, she was just trying to make cash off all the stuff in the home. And she began wearing julia's jewelry and clothing basically took on her identity and she started calling herself mrs thomas which was julia's name yeah and wow it's gone it's gone real it's spiraled fully it's uh, too yeah yeah yep i think even she can agree this is like way too far and the next bullet point i have here which like duh is that the people who knew julia were like is that Julia's maid calling herself Mrs. Tom? Right. Like, what's happening? You know, right. like people in town knew her. So it's just kind of a weird con that it's also isn't like, going to work. It's, a, it's not even like grabbing all of Julia's like candles and shit and like putting it in a box and then going somewhere to another town to sell it. It's yeah. like, like if I like, I feel like half my stuff, if it got sold to you, you'd be like, M has this exact same thing. That's so weird, but I'll take it for $5. Right, no, right, right. It, it, it's true. And apparently one of the neighbors literally noticed people carrying items out of the house. Oh, my and God. And got suspicious. <laughs> like, duh, you know? So people definitely noticed uh, pretty quickly. And to top it off, poor Robert Porter read the newspaper article about the Barnes mystery and said, this sounds a lot like the box I helped Kate carry to the bridge the other day. Mm. So he's like, wait a minute. Uh-oh, I think I see what's happening here. So several people go to the police with their suspicions about Kate and investigators pretty immediately search Julia's house. That is where they collect charred bones, an axe, a razor, and a handle that had broken off the box Kate dumped in the Thames. Those weren't and, the first things she tried to sell. And, like, also the charred bones. Like, I thought she got rid of all the evidence. I thought she got rid of the evidence. Apparently not. Like, I, it was first pretty thing, easy to pin it on her. The first thing I would have done has been like, oh, Mr. So-and-so, here's a saw that I don't need anymore. Would you like this saw? Yes. Like, or or leave it in the woods or something. Or like, saw off the bridge. Or, you know. Yes. It's, it really was not. And then And then she's flaunting her dresses and jewelry around town and calling herself mrs thomas i mean it was sort of like someone was gonna notice pretty quickly yeah and they did and they were like well we know who did it obviously it was kate so they release a description of her uh and they call for her arrest so meanwhile kate had fled she had taken her son back to ireland but police caught up with her pretty immediately they knew she was from ireland they went there picked her up at the end of March 
And unfortunately, this also had bad ramifications for Irish immigrants throughout the UK, because at the time, um, you know, based on that early description of the Great Famine, anti-Irish sentiment was at an all-time high. Um, And Kate, unfortunately, seemed to fit every negative stereotype that many English people held about Irish immigrants, such as Mm. drinking too much, being lazy, being rude, being a thief, you know, and so she kind of ticked all those boxes. And so people like ate up the story and and felt sort of like, oh, my gosh, this sinister Irish immigrant woman murdering her well-to-do English employer. Right. Like, they just loved this story. Um, and so this is like political fuel also for, for English media to use for its agenda. And, you know, obviously true crime is just compelling in general, but especially in the Victorian period, they were obsessed with crime. Um, I mean, Springheel Jack, Jack the Ripper, not sure right. why they're all called Jack, but they're, <laughs> you know, this was like the time where people were fascinated by these kinds of stories. If podcasting was out, in those yeah, days this would have been a humdinger we, yeah, this would be this, an old industry we're in this would be like a timely episode instead of 150 years later yeah um so you know it was also very salacious that julia thomas's killer was a woman like this was not a common mm-hmm. thing this was you know a twist on normal gender roles and so you know it's just a shocking headline and people ate it up And apparently they sold hundreds of thousands of papers with this story. So gossip exploded. Some papers reported that Kate had saved the fat after boiling Julia's remains and had given it away as gifts as lard, claiming Mm. it was pig lard. Um, There's no actual evidence to support that. uh, So it was kind of dismissed as just like fabrication, but we're not 100% sure. Wasn't there that that woman who was a murderer and she sold people's fat as soap? Yep. So, I mean, it's happened before. Yep, it's possible. And uh, so some people claim that really happened. Uh, In the TV shows I watched, like, uh, Snapped, they definitely play that up. And she's like, here's some big lard, you know. But uh, (laughs) it's good traumatization, you know, at its finest. So it's hard to say if that was actually real or just a good plot point. Um, But it's disturbing either way. And so, you know, when the trial commenced, this had become international news. Wealthy people and aristocrats fucking loved this story because it was like, now we're getting revenge for this Irish immigrant, like killing one of our own, you know, this well-to-do woman didn't deserve this. So the, the court audience was mostly wealthy people and aristocrats. And Kate pretty much spent the whole trial denying any part in the crime. Uh, She blamed, like, several other people, including Strong, the father of her child, which didn't really make Mm. any sense. Uh, And so the jury was like, uh, we're not buying it. She blamed, like, three different people, then took it back and said, well, I still had nothing to do with it. It was pretty obvious she was lying. And so the defense, basically, all they could argue is that, uh, hey, you have no proof that that body is Julia's. There's no head. You have no proof. And that was their argument. Um, And it was true, obviously. But Julia was missing. And Kate was wearing her clothes and jewelry and selling her belongings and calling herself Mrs. Thomas. Yeah, we're like like 99.99% sure. (laughs) Exactly. So the jury was like, Uh, that's all well and good but we're convinced and she's guilty so in just under an hour uh kate was sentenced to hang Mm. and 
she first, fun fact, claimed she was pregnant, which would have commuted her sentence. And so she was examined by something called a jury of matrons. Okay. Now this is a fun fact. A jury of matrons was apparently a jury made up of women with relevant expertise who essentially served to examine convicted criminals who claimed to be pregnant to decide whether or not they were. Okay. Very specific job title. Like Um, a league of mothers. (laughs) Yes, it is. It, It feels like almost vigilante, the name of it, but apparently they held like some serious authority that women did not have at the time because... Their ruling was final, so they basically had the power to commute executions, and for women to be able to do that was just unheard of in, like, such a patriarchal legal system. I also appreciate that for some reason at this point in history, they were allowing women to make decisions about women. Yeah, for once. Instead of like, you know, today, like you don't even have to have a uterus, but you get all the opinion, you know, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they knew where they stood and they brought other people in more, more experienced people. knew about women's bodies. Right. Exactly. Yes. They they brought in um, prominent sources. Yeah. I I love that. I mean, I imagine it's because the men were like, gross. We don't want to check if she's pregnant. (laughs) Right. Still, it's nice to see that at least women were involved. Um, And apparently this system actually existed for centuries until it was abolished in the 1930s. So it was around for a while. Um, And unfortunately for Kate, the matrons found that she had been lying. She was not pregnant. So her sentence remained. Mm-hmm. Before her execution, she finally confessed to a priest, but the way she described it as just like a crime of passion did not add up. Um, there were some reports that Kate had even used an axe in the final killing of Julia, which oh. also, you know, would not have fit with like just pushing her down the stairs. And whatever the truth was, um, we'll probably never know because it died with Julia and Kate. Um, and when Kate was uh, hanged, executions were no longer public and she was actually even given more privacy because she was a woman um so how kind of them to finally give women some some sort of benefit when they're executed Uh, right (laughs) wow so thoughtful so reporters were not allowed to attend uh the way they apparently would a man's execution and kate was the only the second person to be hanged at the prison And by the final execution, which took place in the mid-20th century, she actually remained the only woman ever executed there. Fun fact. Oh, fun. Fun. It's a M fun fact. It is, yeah. (laughs) So when the prison started reusing old graves for future executions, they actually left Kate's grave alone because she was a woman and they didn't didn't disturb women's graves. It's just such a weird, backwards, like... I don't I, sexism. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to describe it as, but I, it's like thanks. It's like I. Yeah, it just feels like a backhanded compliment every time. Yeah. I don't it's know like how else to describe killed it. Killed her, but that's so thoughtful of you to let her rest in peace. Question mark. It's yeah. just odd. I I don't totally understand it, but I guess that was how they rolled. So. Anyway, after Kate's execution, there was still a mystery to be solved. Where, oh, where is Julia Thomas's head? I was going to say, because she left it, she had it in a bag and then left it somewhere. Yep, yep, yep. This gets... They couldn't, they didn't ask her before they killed her? 
They did. She just oh, refused oh, oh. to reveal. She refused okay. to reveal where it was because, again, her defense team was like, oh, we're just going to say that's not Julia's body. So right. definitely it's just a don't tell them body. where the head is. Yeah. So for 131 years, Julia's remains were incomplete and were never <gasps> fully verified as, to, as belonging to her. In 2009, oh do you God. know uh, who Sir David Attenborough is? Yes. Okay, good. He, like, narrates planet Earth. He has that kind of, like, oh, the... the okay, the keep going. Chip, chimpanzee. I don't know. <laughs> he has, like, that British da- accent. Like, he sounds very intelligent. David and, like, Attenborough. Yeah. David Attenborough. Yeah, he has a very, like, uh, highfalutin accent, you know, and he does all the nature shows, and it's just f- very... Um, I don't know. He has a soothing voice. So this guy, Sir David Attenborough, who, uh, yeah, narrates planet Earth, etc. He uh, decided to expand his backyard. And so he bought (laughs) an old pub uh, called the Hole in the Wall, which was located behind his house. And he was like, I'm going to use this property to expand my yard. I imagine he being a host of planet earth needed some more greenery in his life sure. I, I suppose and so in october of 20, 20 excuse me so in october of 2010 um a construction crew was excavating the earth to expand his property and they found a skull and it took detectives 8 months using modern forensics and historical research to determine that this was Mrs. Thomas's head. Wow. And finally, her cause of death was officially ruled a strangulation and head trauma. This is 131 years after uh, she had been killed. And now we're able to use the evidence to kind of conclude that Kate disposed of Julia's head beneath the stables of the pub which was close to Julia's house. So presumably when she said, oh, I have to go see a friend real quick, she went into the stables of a nearby pub and disposed of the bag and the head Mm. underneath the stables. And that is where it lay for 131 years until Julia's identity could finally be completely, you know, uh, acknowledged. Science science is fucking crazy. Science is amazing. How did... How on earth, without DNA evidence from early, from 130 years ago, how did they know it was her? I like, I believe you, I have, but like, I how? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm no scientist. Oh I know my it's god! Hard to believe. No, yeah, well, yeah, and well, I mean, they also knew where her home had been. They knew. I, I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm sure they could tell that this head had been decapitated off of a mm-hmm. body. So they probably were able to. Right, you know, make that leap, um, but yeah, that is the story. I just, I, it's just so bananagrams that like Sir David Attenborough is like, I guess I'll do some uh, renovations. It's always oh. wild that like anyone could find a a yeah. like a decapitated head, but then like for it to be someone that everyone knows, it just feels like even rarer. Like, what are the fucking right? odds it's of that so happening? Random. It's so random. Like, what are the odds that? He would buy the property next door and then decide to expand, take down the building over there. It's just so like the way the machinations of setting that up over like history. Imagine if he did a documentary on that cold case and then he went, 
But at the end, I oh! found the head. And then he steps into frame like, yes, it is I. It was me <laughs> all along. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's in his like little English garden having tea. Yeah. Right Man. here. Right where I sit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch. Watch yeah. <laughs> as I have a sip of my chamomile. Anyway. Wild. That's that. Isn't that wow. crazy? That is crazy. And also, I'm pretty sure that whole story passed the Bechdel test. Because, like, I didn't hear about a man for quite some Great time. Great <laughs> fucking point. Even when Kate was like, oh, no, it was this guy and this guy. Like, that didn't even stick. Yeah. Hmm. Nope. Wow. Um, I'm going to send you a couple pictures that I have here. Hold on. Of what? Some... The head? No, God, no. Um, Dave, David Ambrose. Uh, <laughs> of planet earth i just really love some have you ever seen where snoop dog like narrates planet earth scenes yes yes it's the best it's the you best. know when i was in high school my boyfriend at the time Ugh, all he ever that doesn't feel right nope uh all he ever <laughs> wanted to do he'd be like come over to my place and we would just sit and watch planet earth while he got stoned that was <laughs> i mean i mean as a newcomer to you know the lifestyle i get it now <laughs> wow <laughs> like i could i used to watch planet earth and just be enamored as it is but like you know you add that in and it's like it was like every shit. every friday night he was like let's get stoned and watch planet earth <laughs> i love that for him did you just sit there I just fucking sat. I didn't even like Planet Earth that much. I was like, I didn't even like boys. Uh, <laughs> I, I none of it was fun. I was just sitting like, on the couch. I pretended to like a lot of things for crushes, but you didn't even have that. Go he didn't even so have that going for him. His room was in the basement, and he had like turned it into like this like actual like a really cool party pad. And so I would just like walk around and like mess with his stuff. Oh, okay. He just so sat you there could on the still, couch, like have a good time and like do your own thing. He had like his like old I spy books from when he was a little kid. And so I would just. No, those. Play if I got the high I spy and did books. that, I think my brain would explode. <laughs> but I used to love those books. Anyway, anytime I hear Planet Earth, I'm like, oh, I just like, I, I'm sure it's lovely, but I associate it with being so fucking bored. <laughs> That's kind so. of hilarious because I remember like they would play it at school and I would be like, jokes on you. I love this show. <laughs> like, yeah, would be, yeah, like yeah. boring. And I was like, I'm actually so into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Well, oh, wait, I forgot uh, to send you the photos here. There. Oh. It's just like a newspaper clipping um, and then like they would do these like kind of gruesome like recreations like they would draw the hanging like mm. right before they were hanged. I don't know. It's kind of gross. It's like Oh, grotesque. like because back then like you had to draw the picture for it to be in the newspaper. The newspaper exactly. But like reporters weren't even allowed, so I imagine they had to just Im imagine what it looked like, which is right, also yeah. a weird fucking thing to do. Yeah, so on the front page it's a drawing of her execution but if they weren't there then yeah. they just drew they were like i imagine there were four white guys <laughs> yeah they just drew like her with a rope <laughs> my guess is as good as yours but i'm the one that got yeah. hired to draw it yeah but it's kind of like draw so here it is it's kind of like with the um the lizzie borden newspaper um oh yeah all of the articles about her murdering her parents the pictures of her are like drawn portraits because weird they'd didn't have photographs back then it was they're like you they, know this woman and people are like oh yeah <laughs> yeah or they had photographs but not like you know they didn't have the budget for that i guess but they could yeah. afford a sketch artist for every other page <laughs> anyway wow that was a, that was a topsy-turvy story i gotta say it's uh it was full of twists and turns you know 
What does your shirt say? Oh, it says um, Mamasaurus. Oh, <laughs> so that's I sweet. got for Blaze's first Father's Day, I got him and Leona matching shirts. Hers says Leonasaurus and his says Daddy Rex or something like that. Oh, I don't God. Know. And they would always wear them. <laughs> I know. It's something stupid. And they would always wear them to the museum together. And then the following year, I got one and I was like, okay, but I'm like, thank you, Blaze, but I'm not wearing this like with you two together. Like, you guys can wear your matching shirts, but like, I'll wear something but else. I don't believe you. I think all three of you like to wear matching outfits when you go out together I, think- I wish i just don't have the balls for that i'm sorry what you know as soon as someone would like point it out you'd feel so nervous and embarrassed for the rest of the day yeah <laughs> um what uh ending on a happy note what's your current favorite outfit of leona's that she can fit into oh Oh my gosh, I got her a little sweatshirt from Kohl's that says pumpkin. And apparently, Lauren Conrad has a line of toddler clothing at Kohl's, fun fact. And oh my it's God. All so cute and like, you know, fall neutrals. And like, so I got her little maroon leggings with a little shirt that says pumpkin. Um, but I also bought us, okay, speaking of matching shirts, I bought us these shirts. <laughs> Mine says, uh, Momster. And hers says, um, oh, my God, what does hers say? I like how I know what mine says because I've worn it so often. Uh, let me make sure I find it. Christine. Oh, yeah. Her shirt just says Little Monster. Oh. In, like, in like cute. It's like purp- a light purple shirt with, like, lime green, like, kind of oh. creepy writing. It says Mama's Little Monster. And then my shirt says Momster dope anyway it's very cute it's silly and dorky but you know what are you gonna take her to the pumpkin patch this year (gasps) i haven't even thought about it but yes but you should make her wear the shirt that says pumpkin wait that's cute actually hang on and then the caption for your instagram can be my favorite pumpkin in the patch god damn you're like writing my whole life script now i love it and then you can talk to farmer bob you can get on a tractor ride and you this is the beginning of funkle m you know, this and then mention me the whole began. time. And then every year she's like, mom, do we have to do the whole tractor ride where you met M thing again? I'll be like, <laughs> this is a really special memory. I want you to be part of it. One day you'll appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Farmer Bob and I say hi and we miss uh, you. Are you doing any fall stuff? Obviously. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Stupid question. Honestly, you're really, you're just a big, st- so stupid, fucking stupid dummy. Stupid what's idiot. A, what was me? Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the thing that we were saying for a while? Was it idiot? Oh yeah, because Renee used to say idiot, but when she was when she really meant it, she would put like an emphasis on the last T, and it it stung so bad. Say idiot. It, say it. Yeah, <laughs> you're such an idiot. And it was like whoa, because it wasn't like ah, oh, you're such an idiot. It was like you're such an idiot, and yeah, it felt it like cuts. so cruel. Yeah, it cuts. Well, mm. uh. <laughs> i don't know how to end this. anyway i like how we're like on a positive note anyway <laughs> um well i guess on a positive note we can say we're gonna go do our and that's why drink after hours yes chat um do we have a topic do you have a topic i forget sure i have a topic oh i was also gonna eventually talk about um active ce- oh wait we already did active serial killers didn't we yeah anyway yeah we'll talk something ghosty this time okay cool and cool that's why we drink 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm-hmm.